Friday at 5, it's the weekend. Congrats, you made it. The best feeling all week long. Driving home at 5 o'clock on a Friday. Welcome to the weekend as we're just 29 days away from kickoff in Norman and training camp is underway. First day of practice at OU is in the books. 24 of those bad boys are remaining. Tyler McComas, John Whitson, Travis Davidson. Uh, John and I are at Brown O'Haver in Moore, 1901 North Moore Avenue. Travis is at Ash Cigar Bar, 4205 South Sheridan and Tulsa. All right, I picked 11 and 1 this year. Travis picked 11 and 1 this year. Teddy picked 11 and 1 this year. Now, I don't want to say that as pressure for you to pick 11 and 1, but I am curious, year one of the Brent Venables era, what you think, John Whitson, OU's overall record is going to be this season? We should win every game. They'll be favored in every game. They, they are projected to be a fa- favored in every single game. We're gonna, we should be favored in every game. I really, 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 really want to pick 12-0. I am a little nervous about the Nebraska game on the road. Yeah. And the Texas game. You think those are the two toughest games? Those are the two games where we haven't maybe had time to get into a kind of groove yet, either offensively or defensively. But I think the toughest opponents will be Baylor and Oklahoma State. But I think by the time we get to Baylor and Oklahoma State, we're going to be rolling. I share that opinion, yes. And they're both at home. They're both at home. So on the road and then neutral site Texas and, you know, Shock to the system, having to play Texas in the Cotton Bowl, new quarterback, blah, blah, blah. But that being said, we actually probably have the advantage at quarterback because of the experience that Gabriel is going to bring to the table. I'm going to do it. 12-0. and 0. Whoa! 12-0. 12-0 undefeated season. Whoa. We didn't want to do it. Now Whoa. he's doing it. And then Ooh. we played And then we play Baylor Whoa. in the Big 12. We play Baylor in the Big 12 championship. We win the Bob Stoops Memorial Trophy for the seventh out of eight <laughs> years. And yeah, no, I'm doing it. Why, why wow. would I not do? Why would I not do? Look at this schedule. Ooh. Look at this schedule. Y'all, y'all, the three of y'all are hedging your bets. You, you, you don't want to come out and say no, what I, you believe. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I mean, I just got, have it stuck in my mind that every single year, no matter how good they are since 2004, there's always a game on the schedule that you're not predicting, and yeah, it bites you, and it ends up happening. That's just what I'm... I just... I think this team is different. I think this team is different. I think they're going to play with an edge that we haven't seen. Even, you know, even... We, we, we constantly go back to the Lincoln-Riley era because that's clearly where we want to go. But you can even go back to those last years with Bob where you didn't have Venables on staff. And th- there wasn't that edge there. You know, Teddy talks a lot about, a, about Venables almost bordering on psychotic, you know. And it's just that edge that you need to be able to play at that keeps you from losing to those crappy teams. I think that this is a very unique year. I think this I don't know that we're a 12 and 0 team from a talent level, but from the standpoint of like looking at our schedule, I think we can win every game. So why not? Let's do it. Tra- Travis has uh, John convinced you at all to move up your overall record from 11 and 1 to a 12 and 0 season. W- will you be joining him in the uh, undefeated season prediction? As much as I would like to uh, jump into that boat, because it sounds like a pretty awesome boat to be in, um, I will stick with 11-1. and one. You have to look historically. This goes far past the Lincoln-Riley era. I mean, you're looking at back at 04 where we had 
you know, a season with, with only one loss. Um, with conference play, it's only been one time since then, and it was in 2016 um, where we lost those two early. Um, and and there's there's a lot of Bob Stoops years in there. There's, there's no doubt about it. So uh, to think in the first year, I do – I do think um, I do think our tougher games are going to be at the end. Uh, I think he wisely pointed that out that they're going to be at the end and at home. I do think with Texas, uh, while we have the experienced quarterback, um, I think we'll have that advantage. But you think they're going to be starting uh, at least one true freshman offensive lineman, and most of those freshmen. Uh, arrived in the summer along that offensive line. They obviously signed a massive offensive line class. So kind of getting their getting their sea legs under them, you know, I would rather have a quarterback, you know, running it that's that's a little bit new to Oklahoma with an offensive line that is really shored up, that has played together, that, you know, has gone through it together, as opposed to trying to plug in true freshman offensive line and then who knows what Bama's going to do. I mean, we all know what Bama's going to do to them, but who knows what Bama's going to do to them mentally um, going forward. So uh, I think OU or I think OSU and Baylor are our toughest games late. But, again, I just have to – the historical precedence of just first-year head coach going, you know what, we're just going to win every game. I don't know. It just There's always been a, a slip-up. We're going on two decades of there being a, a slip-up, and the best teams do it too. The, I mean, the – the national champion in what seven out of the last 11 years has had at least one loss. Um, so, I mean, even, even the best teams do it. And I think, and they're always favored too. I mean, Bama's favored in every game. Ohio state's favored in every game. Uh, Clemson's favored in every game. Like we will be favored in every game, but boy, oh boy, is it tough to go undefeated. Travis, I want to be in that boat though. I promise you, I do. I promise you, I do. So, so Travis, you're, it sounds like your one loss is a blanket loss for the season. Like you're saying, it could occur at any because you're not looking at the schedule and saying this is the game we and, lose. And that's and, and I get that question a lot too. Okay, well you're 11 and one. Where's your loss? And I'm like, oh, I I mean Iowa State. No, they're not going to lose to Iowa State. TCU. No, they're not like. And, and I don't answer this one for Travis, but I, I he's probably just like me. It's hard for me to pick out which loss that's going to be because I do think it's going to be somewhere that's unexpected where. They don't play well that day, and you run up against a team that's playing their best game of the entire year. Yeah, I mean, we saw it. I mean, when you think of, uh, you know, other programs, uh, there happens to be a, a replay of uh, one of the World Series games from OU softball run uh, playing on the TVs right in front of me. You think of that, they're better than every team they played. But even they, 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 they you drop them inexplicably sometimes. And it just is what it is. It's it's. It's very hard to go undefeated, as as evidenced by by everybody. So, uh, I if I had to pick, if you put a gun to my head and said, Travis, you're losing one game, who's it to? I pick Baylor. I think Baylor's going to have uh, one of one of the two best offenses that we face, um, and I think that they're going to have the best defense that we face. Um, Dave Aranda has demanded respect, um, not only within the conference but nationally, for what he's been able to do. Um, they are sound. They're everything you say about everything Venable says about his defense. He wants to be physical. He wants to be, you know, disciplined, all that. Aranda's got that going on in Baylor. Now, we will have better talent than they do, um, but I could totally see this being a situation where we drop a game to them and then we have them in a rematch in the Big 12 championship and end up winning that game 
um, and, and that would be our one loss that we avenge in the Big 12 championship. If I had to pick the loss, that would be it. You know, some would say you don't ever want a loss that late because that, that game is in November against Baylor. But, I, I mean, it's never fun to, like, pick out where your only loss is going to be. Well, if you're an 11-1 team, I guess it is. But if you're trying to come up with the scenario, well, what's a best-case one-loss season to make it to the college football playoff? It's probably that, right? Lose to Baylor in very early November, avenge that loss in the Big 12 championship game, and you would think more than likely you're going to be a one-loss team, one team that's in the, champ- or in the uh, four-team playoff. But, I, I mean, long ways away from now listing college football playoff scenarios. I understand that. But I just – I don't know. I, I think that this team is – much like the recruiting has, guys, I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. And maybe it doesn't look like a championship product coming right out of the gate. 2015 didn't, right? It took 2015 some games to really get things going offensively. But once they busted it open, man, they busted it open that year. And might this team just be like that? It takes a couple games to get going. They face some adversity, but they have a game where they figure it out and they get on a roll. I, I could see that being the case here. Absolutely, and if they're going to have momentum games against UTEP and Kent State, if they can win a game on the road against Nebraska, which I think they will, then I don't know. That's the thing. I think if they can get through that Nebraska game, because you're right, Travis, Texas has a lot of question marks. Obviously, they're a 5-7 and seven team, but they do. They have a lot of question marks at key places, offensive line, quarterback, etc. If we can get through those first five games unscathed, then you and then pick up the momentum of Texas, and then things start hitting. Man, I don't know. The twelve and 0s, Basically, what y'all are doing is convincing me that twelve and zero is the right pick. Um, That's all I've heard. Is yeah, I, well, I, yeah. Here, here's the thing. I, I I think if you really ask me, where are they going to lose a game? Oh gosh, I I I guess it would be. It's it's so hard. The, it probably in that first tough four game stretch is what I'm guessing. But again, it's hard to single out which game it's going to be. Travis, if they can get through that tough four-game stretch that starts in September and ends in October at Nebraska, Kansas State at home, at TCU, Texas, then you're really talking about a team with a ton of momentum heading into the second half of the year. Um, That Kansas State game, after that big emotional game at Nebraska, is going to be really tough. If you can get through that four-game stretch right there, you look to the second half of the season and say, well, this team's football could be still yet to come, and this team's on a little bit of a roll starting off 6-0. Oh, of course. But, yeah, I mean, those – Especially Kansas State, I really like what they're uh, um, what they're looking like this year. I think that's a kind of a popular pick. But I mean, I have our our, our four toughest games. Three of them we get at home, and one of them is going to be a neutral site. Totally get that. But man, signing on to twelve and zero, it's is this our best team since two thousand four? I mean, you've got some pretty good teams in there, um, and even the teams that went to the national title games uh, dropped uh, or the national title game uh, dropped a conference game. You know, it's. It's just, and it's not, to, and they're always favored. So that's what I keep going back to. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I think I think we can have momentum, but it, it could be a situation like last year. We kept winning. I mean, we were the worst nine and zero team in the country, but we were nine and zero. And and then you you start dropping games, and it's like, okay, it's, that's what happens when you're you're the best teams are at the end of your schedule. You haven't been see, tested. I, what I'm interested to Travis. see is do do we get Brent Venables 
basically echoing what we heard from Jalen Hurts over and over after Jalen Hurts said, no, it's not good enough, we got to play better. And he was doing it after blowouts. He said, we got to be better, we got to be better. Will, will that be the tone uh, of Brent Venables uh, after even solid wins, after complete wins? Travis, I take the other side of the argument. A lot of people have talked about that argument, that we've only won so many games by se- by seven points, by a touchdown, whatever the case, or, you know, yeah. touchdown or less. And, and so we're, we're, we're on a razor's edge of really falling off. You know, that's kind of the national perspective. I think the Bear Felica picked us under up, nine and a half under wins. Under nine and a half. And he, and he used that stat as one of the reasons justifying it. I contend that we won those games on talent alone. Just we were the better, we were the better teams. Our scheme was lacking. Our toughness was lacking. The culture was lacking. All of the things that we all believe have been firmly corrected. And so I actually use that stat in the other way to say, man, all that does is pat our, th- those are easy wins. All those wins that we just won by six or seven, those are going to be much more comfortable wins this time around. Is my, is yeah. my hope. In my projection. Well, I, I also think winning is a skill. And we've talked a lot about that on this show for the past three years or so. Winning is a skill. There are some games, I think, where you walk out of and say, how did OU find a way to win that game? Kansas, I mean, it, it felt like the opposing team just put it on a silver platter. They played great for 56 minutes, but my God, the last four minutes, they just threw it up. I, that's because winning is a skill. I, I think it matters. Some programs know how to win late. Others don't. No, you is one of those programs just knows how to win. A lot of those programs in the Big 12 don't. So, I don't know. Win, winning is, is definitely a skill to me. By the way, I am uh, reading Dennis Dodds, 22 compelling storylines that will dominate the 2020 season. And he put in his playoff and New Year's Six predictions uh, in this compelling storylines. He's got OU in Houston in the Cotton Bowl. You've got a 12-0 undefeated season. <laughs> Travis and I have 11-1 season. I'm guessing all of us are taking no deal on the OU-Houston Cotton Bowl. I think that would be a, a terrible situation. I'm taking no yeah, deal on silly. that. that's silly. Silly. That's, uh, that's, that, that's no. I, Absolutely I, not. I hope not. That You talk about a no-win situation right there. You get zero credit whatsoever if you beat Houston in a New Year's Six Bowl game. But, oh, buddy, if you lose to Houston in that bowl game, you're going to have to hear about it forever. Can you imagine how bad that would feel with all the buildup that we've had this year yeah. and how excited we are to then have to go play a Cotton Bowl game against a Houston? Oh, it would be gut-wrenching. No, absolutely not. And I can't imagine. Well, you know, and we even traveled. It- I thought I thought OU traveled pretty well for the Alamo Bowl. If we had to play Houston in the Cotton Bowl, Woo. I could see a situation where we're like, no, mm-mm. Travis? Yeah, I – Here's the thing. Not only you know you bring up kind of the the Boise State situation, right? Where it's you know there's if you lose to them, then it's it's you know forever a glaring glaring uh, dent in, in your in your era, especially as a coach. But I mean, we didn't get credit for beating Oregon. We didn't get credit for beating Florida. And I mean, that's the thing. You'll never get credit, um, no matter who you play. But yeah, especially especially Houston. You you can't play you know, G5 schools and and expect to uh, have any good outcome because you should throttle them. You absolutely should. But then at the same time, can you get your team up to play a G5 school? I mean, you should be able to. Houston certainly would think, hey, Houston wants to be there. Houston would count that as a massive, massive win uh, to be in the Cotton Bowl, especially playing us. So um, we, we could just hope not to have too many uh, – uh, Big 12 officials there, if that's the case. Yeah, because, no kidding. Uh, no, uh, no going to be kidding. a lot of calls going Houston's way. 
Two quick texts. Everyone talks about the Alabama Revenge Tour. Oklahoma is pissed about what happened to them and are bigger, faster, stronger as well, as much as better coached on both sides of the ball. They're going to run through everyone like a hot knife through butter. This one from the 214 area code says, Hi, Sooner fan here. What schedule are y'all looking at? No losses to be found. 12 and Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Yes, 214. <laughs> Love it. All right, uh, keep those texts coming in, 405-651-3439. Got questions about training camp, an individual player, but coming up next, I'm interested in everyone's answer. If you could handpick one restaurant to be a concession item or to have a concession item at Owen Field, which restaurant are you picking? 405-651-3439, Texas. More to come next right here live on The Ref. Final hour of the Friday Rush. Tyler McComas, John Woodson, Travis Davidson. Travis is at Ash Cigar Bar, 4205 South Sheridan in Tulsa. John and I are at Brown O'Haver, 1901 North Moore Avenue. You want to uh, list uh, another example there before we talk about everyone texting in about the the restaurant they'd want to put in in Owen Field? Yes, I would love to. Uh, We had one of our clients that had a fire in her garage, spread into her attic, caused damage to the framing from one end of the house to the other, but you really couldn't see it. It was it was hard to see it. Um, the insurance company initially advised that the walls inside the house could just simply be cleaned and painted. But based on our expertise, we knew that there was smoke trapped behind the drywall and also in the cavity behind the brick veneer and outside the home. We were able to open a small section of the wall, expose the smoke damage to the insulation in the walls and the brick, and receive their approval to replace all of the brick and the drywall on the inside. We, that ended up getting our client an additional $280,000. Oh gosh. An additional two hundred. Life-changing. I mean. Say the least. But this is what I'm saying. The insurance company doesn't want to pay. It's just that simple. Yeah. If they wanted to pay, they wouldn't be in business. They don't want to pay. They are looking for every reason to minimize your claim. Brown O'Haver is looking for every reason to maximize your claim. We only get paid if we maximize your claim. Give us a call, 405-735-5510. I mean, just like he said, if you call them and they can't do anything for you, well, then they're going to say, we can't do anything for you. We're not going to waste your time here. We're not going to charge you anything. But on the off chance that they can, you hear stories like that. I mean, where you end up getting way more than you ever thought that you could get out of this thing, and you're a phone call away from doing that. Uh, you got a Facebook page as well. Just search Brown O'Haver, right? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Facebook, okay. check Brown O'Haver. Be one of our success stories. That's what I should say. Be one of our Be one of these that we read that we get you over $280,000. All right. If you could put any restaurant and have it as a concession item in Owen Field, what would it be? Text line says, fat fillies in the stadium. Yes, please. Uh, really good chicken wings. Gunny of Stutzman Army is sucking up, saying Trey's Bar and Grill would be an awesome <laughs> addition. Which I do love uh, the Theta at Trey's Bar and Grill. Let me just say that. I'm a big fan. Grandies, hands down. Let's go with the Grandies, love. Me likes that <laughs> quite a bit. Um, Travis, I'll get to you in a second. You had a little bit of a wild card here, John. I've, got a, I've got a wild card. This is a little more global, all right? But in Norman, Oklahoma... Next to uh, next to Land Run, which is also good. Land Run's good, but this yeah. is not Land. But next to Land Run is Kitchen Twenty One. The owner's name is May. This is the best Thai food I've ever had in the world. I haven't been to Thailand, but I imagine this is better than food from Thailand. 
Kitchen 21. Okay. Kitchen 21, yellow curry with chicken, no onions, no pickles. They're the best. May is the best. The restaurant's the best. Put it in Owen Field. Okay, that and that's fine. That's Man. unique. Um, let me just say this. Like, you, whatever you're going to put in the stadium, you have to factor in the massive change of weather that you are going to feel from September all the way to November. And I speak of this from experience. Got one of those Pizza Hut personal pan pizzas last year at the Nebraska game. Not the right choice to eat a super greasy pizza in a hot Mm. game like that. November in the cold? Oh, God, it would taste amazing. But the right food, Travis, has to go with the right temperature. So we're looking for that sweet spot that can fit in in September, October, and November. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think we go with a little Hawaiian bros in there um, for our uh, for our starting quarterback and uh, and maybe beyond uh, get some Hawaiian food in there. But I'll tell you what, and I believe a a, a texter uh, um, shouted out from the four hundred five um, the uh, for those first few games. Uh, I'm going with a watermelon kiosk, brother. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, that, that yes. would not have been a bad idea because I because here's the thing, part of part of the issue is the lines, right? I mean, when you look at any large gathering, especially when you gather around basically ninety thousand of your closest friends, you know those lines are the issue. Everybody's going at the same time. If you had those watermelon, those cups of pre-cut watermelon. With uh, you know, with a a fork, a plastic Vodka. fork taped to him or something. Oh, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure the uh, I'm sure the student section uh, might uh, might bring some uh, ingredients to spice theirs up a bit because um, surely they're the only ones doing that. But um, yeah, I mean that would have been big time. Probably would have kept a couple people from passing out um, as the game finished, uh, dropping like flies last year. But give me some Hawaiian Bros. But I tell you what, that texter. Great idea with the watermelon kiosk. That's big time. That's a great idea. Yeah, no, it is a great idea. Firehouse Subs is on here. I mean, we're just giving everyone free pub here today, basically. But Firehouse Subs is awesome. Here, okay, I'm a messy eater, guys, to a fault. It's, you know, if I'm wearing a nice shirt out, it's it's inevitable. It's going to happen. I'm going to spill something on my shirt. Um, I wish I wasn't that type of guy, but I just have to own it. So do I like eating chicken wings in the hot and in the cold watching football? Yeah, but guess what? It's going to be a complete disaster You've gotta be me like, trying to eat chicken wings. You've got to be like my and what do you, what do you what do you do with the chicken bone? What do you do with the chicken bone? I mean, that's got, the thing. It's, the we're not going. Fans. Yeah, we're, you, we're, you we're not like doing. My, <laughs> go ahead. you got to be like my 8-year-old. you got to be like my 8-year-old daughter. She will eat chicken wings under any circumstance, regardless of consequence, regardless <laughs> of situation. She loves chicken wings. So it can be 110 degrees. She can be dropping wings on the ground right on her white tennis shoes. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. The face will be disgusting. And you know what I'll say? Did you enjoy that? And you know what she says? Absolutely, I did. Yeah. Give me some more. Yeah. I'll have the baby just, back ribs as well, Dad. You just embrace. You embrace the ch- If you like the chicken wing, embrace the chicken wing. Yeah. So uh, here's something that I think can hold up in both the hot and cold weather, Travis. Now, again, I accept that I'm going to get this all over myself. I can g- get a corny dog with mustard. I did this at a UCLA basketball game. I got mustard all over my nice shirt, had to buy a UCLA basketball T-shirt, had to wear it untucked with khakis. Yeah, I look like a moron, all right? I'm just, it's, it's going mm. to happen. A barbecue sandwich, man. Give me a barbecue sandwich from Ray's, 
keep it local here. Side of okra? Maybe. I'll play around with that. Let's go. But the barbecue sandwich plays in any environment. Side of okra, I'll spend an extra amount of money, and I'll be the happiest dude in the stands that day. Yeah, I think I think it matters. Uh, you know, our friends at Quick Trip, uh, they have always preached, uh, before they went into full-blown pizzas and sandwiches and all that, they always preached that you should be able to eat with one hand while you drive with the other. I think that's an important philosophy <laughs> to bring to <laughs> to bring to uh, you know the football game, you know if we're kicking off, you know we need the ones in the air, we need all this. It's you know you can't you can't hold up you know a piece of fried okra as we're kicking off. I mean I don't know I don't know what's going on there. So um, but yeah I think I think the best answer like I said that I've seen is is the watermelon cup because it's never a bad idea. Gets you a little bit of hydration, a little bit of sweetness. You can feel good about yourself. You know the reason they put produce at the front of the grocery store is after you make a couple good decisions, uh, healthy decisions by picking out some produce, then you'll be loosened up to make some of those poor decisions the rest of your shopping time. So with that, you eat a little fruit, you feel good about yourself, boom, right over to Yo Pablo to have a couple beers while we do the postgame show. Jay and Tulsa with a great point. Thai food in an uncontrolled restroom environment in the heat is never a good idea. The gastrointestinal issue potential could create a full-on biohazard. Well, I'm just telling you, I've never had this issue at Kitchen 21. I don't know if that's a recommendation or not, but I'm just going to say she's a pro. It's a, she's a pro's pro. It's always been a solid experience, if you know what I mean. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. 214 Area Code says, here's the worst idea. Self-serve salad bar at the stadium in 100-degree heat. <laughs> Even before COVID, the self-serve salad bar Oof. sounds like the most disgusting thing I can think of. Oof. Yeah, no, Ugh. thank you. Yeah, um, someone, someone uh, tweeted the walking taco. I don't know... What? How the walking taco fascination started, or well, I, I, the shell is awesome to me. I the shell is one of the best parts about the taco. Why has this walking taco thing become such a fascination? I, I find it highly annoying and highly overrated, Travis. But that's just me. Yeah, I I, I don't necessarily understand it. It's I think it's just anything with a taco trend. You know, the Taco Tuesday, the. Uh, the LeBron uh, trying to, you know, whatever, trademark the, the Taco Tuesday phrase, all that. It's just become completely out of control, personally. I love tacos, so I don't, I'm, I'm down for anything. Even the walking ones? I'm, anything with taco in it. I'm, oh, I'm, my I'm gosh. I'm good. No, I'm serious. Okay. Let's do it. Let's go. Um, this one says, you put Thai food in the stadium and you'll be having to, okay, yeah, 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 he got it, he got it. I really didn't expect that, so I apologize if that's put a bad thought in, in your brain. I think in October and November, um, so, it's, you know, it, it, I think it could be great, I just, especially if you're in a sweet location, listen, like actually in a suite. Listen, K-Ref listeners, I was seriously just giving a plug to my owner, to my best friend May in the restaurant business. Kitchen 21 in Norman. I was not actually considering the fact that you might want to get, you know, what is it, glass noodles or whatever at the stadium. That being said, go seek me at Kitchen 21. Okay. But be close to a bathroom, I guess, if that's the yeah. issue you have. <laughs> that's like a real thing for you. Isn't that like the interesting thing between going to a football game and going to a baseball game? And granted, like, 
the Colorado Rockies or any other Major League Baseball team that will play, what, 81 home games a year. Baseball is played at such a different pace. But the food is such a part of the experience at the ballpark. Football games, it's really not. And maybe because baseball, if you miss two innings, then really you might not miss anything. Football, you feel like if you miss a couple plays, you might miss the biggest moment of the game. But really, I don't think anywhere food is a big part of going to a football game. What it, In terms of how baseball does it, I should say. I, my The only story I've got from baseball for food is me and my friend were in Kansas City, and we randomly decided to go watch a Royals game, and it was dollar dog night. Mm-hmm. And we were like 27 years old, and this was like the greatest thing that ever happened. You probably ate eight of them. I ate at least eight. At least $8 dogs. I think it was $2 beer night. It was fantastic. It was one of the best nights ever. And I don't, I don't even know who won. I can't even necessarily remember. I would have to think about who they played. But I remember dollar dog night and $2 beer night. Yeah, it didn't matter who they played or if they won. No, it was fantastic. I'm sure uh, Travis goes up to some of those driller games up there and indulges in $2 Tuesdays or whatever they have there. Well, you know, the old Thirsty Thursdays, uh, Dollar Beer Night, I have been known to, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's right by the office. I mean, I, it's, I work, I can see it from my office, so it would be irresponsible of me not to support the local team in any way I can, but it is, it is easier <laughs> to support them financially on Dollar Beer Night. But yeah, I think you, got, you bring up a good point with baseball. It's, it's slower paced. You're sitting down for the most part, for everything. Unless, you know, the deep fly ball, everybody stands up. But you're sitting down for the most part. And I don't know about many of our listeners, uh, but I stand during the football games, um, uh, you know, and with some objections sometimes from some fans behind me. But I stand. I got to – it's got to be ease of eating, but it's got to be speed. It's got to be efficiency. you got to be able to get in the line, out of the line, and get people back to the seats. I mean, in the Nebraska game last year, I mean, people missed whole quarters, you know, going yep. down to get a beer, going down to get – I mean, we've uh, got to – you know, when we've talked about these stadium uh, improvements and everything like that, you know, concessions got to be one of them from a specific speed standpoint, whether we got to do the lines differently or anything like that. But the food, um, yeah, if, if you want to pre-wrap some barbecue chicken or some barbecue sandwiches like you were saying, Tyler – um, you know, even a spicy chicken uh, Chick-fil-A sandwich, those would, uh, you know, you could fly through those. I literally try to manage an entire football game, and this includes the Cotton Bowl, with not having to go eat. Like, I think that's the way that you should I mean, approach that's a fo- it. That's a football game. Yeah, you're right I, with yeah, a baseball absolutely. game. You're looking, with a baseball yeah. game, you're looking for food. Yeah, but it, a football game, you're like, okay, I'm entering the stadium. I know I'm totally. going to be here. I need to have a pretty full stomach, but not too full, as our listeners have pointed out. A pretty full stomach, <laughs> and then and then hope that we have a blowout by mid-fourth quarter, and then I'm going to Pepe. Blowout on the field is what Easy. you're talking about Easy. there. Yeah. Um, but, no, seriously, I, you, you go to a game in preparation. Like, hey, if an opportunity presents itself and you want a beer or a water, go check the line. I'm not going to miss an entire quarter no, just to not. get a hot dog or a bottle of water. No. I'll, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just not. Uh, 405-651-3439. Throw those texts in the Air Comfort Solutions text line, and we'll get to them next. A couple more segments left on the Friday Rush. More to come next. Final hour of the Friday Rush. John Whitson and I, we're at Brown O'Haver, 1901 Northmore Avenue. We've had a lot of good time. We had a good time today. It's been a lot of fun. Ask a Texas fan anything. Kevin Miller was great. Uh, go download John and Kevin's podcast, Boomer Bevo Podcast. Podcast dedicated to OU Texas. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Can't wait to listen during the season. 
Travis Davidson is with us at Ash Cigar Bar in Tulsa. Travis, uh, tell us what's been going on at Ash today. And I, it doesn't seem like anything is imminent for OU on the recruiting trail. But is there any chance that we get a nice surprise uh, coming up this weekend like we did last weekend? Is any chance of that or all going to be quiet for the most part? Well, <clears throat> we're here at uh, Ash Cigar Bar. My man Rusty holding it down uh, behind the bar. Um, we've got uh, we got a few Sooner fans in the house. They've been coming and going all day uh, right here at 42nd and Sheridan, enjoying those $3 domestic drafts, but also getting into a little bit of the allocated whiskey uh, here on a Friday afternoon. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm wildly, wildly supportive of that. I'm a big bourbon guy myself. Tyler, I know you are too. Um, here's the thing. There's nothing scheduled to go crazy, uh, but you can't put it past the staff. I mean, Colton Vosick tweeted out you know a picture with him and arch and then shortly after he says all right i'm committing tomorrow boom i'm a sooner like i mean <laughs> with with this staff you can't really put anything past them uh so so yeah uh just keep an eye out keep an eye out i mean you can go to bed tonight you know not have to worry about being shocked at you know 2 a.m with some crazy news or anything but you know don't, don't be too surprised um ou's getting jacoby johnson next saturday right no reason to feel nervous at all about that. I uh, I am not particularly nervous. Um, I side with the multiple crystal balls that favor Oklahoma in that recruitment. Um, good to finally put a bow on that if the Sooners can go ahead and get that done again, which I believe they will do. Four crystal balls in for Jacoby Johnson, four-star athletes. Uh, all four of those crystal balls point towards OU. John, you're a Mustang grad. How many um, how many D1 players have come out of Mustang in the past 20 years or so? You got Bronson Irwin, the offensive lineman. I was in the same class with Bubba Burcham. Okay, yeah, Bubba Burcham, offensive lineman, and was so, on that 2000 team. So that's the one that sticks most clearly with me. I, I'm not, I, I am not as tuned into Mustang sports as I should be. I was actually tuned into them when they made that basketball run about three or four years ago. Oh, uh, when Trey Young was at Norman North and they had Lindy Waters over there too? Yeah. Well, that was Norman North. Well, yeah, but that was the same time. Nor- yes, they, they were yes. playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, Mustang, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mustang was loaded. They had gotten that uh, the coach from Douglas over there. And so I was really into the, I was because I play and I played basketball at Mustang. And when I say I played basketball at Mustang, I was on the bench when games were being played. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I love, I lo- like I said earlier, I love it when Mustang guys get get some credit and the girls too some of those softball players have been legit and so it's uh it's pretty exciting um you predicted a 12 and 0 regular season for you actually you predicted 13 and 0 because you said undefeated regular season plus a big 12 championship win over baylor 100 lone scout on the text line says ou 12 and 0 season Oregon game proved a lot, and knowing the best defensive coach will be running an Oklahoma defense that would be better than last year's, my only concern is QB. If number one goes down, last year's trend was score early and hold on to win. Switzer's thinking is my model. Let's score half a hundred on them. 50 points a game should carry us to 12-0. and Can't see anybody, even Alabama, scoring 50 against a Venables defense. If uh, they average 50 points per game, it will be known as the greatest offense in college football history I, this year. I, I'm picking 12 and 0. I'm not picking, averaging. I'm not picking a 50. Yeah, I'm not picking a 50 plus average. That's for sure. 
That's what the best would do, John. You don't want to be the best? <laughs> What's going on here? Yes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, get a recruiting class finally, John. Yo. They can average 50 points per game. Hey. It's OU. Listen, all I'm going to say is the power of KREF and the power of the Boomer Bevo podcast is Brent Venables heard me a month ago and decided, you know what? He's right. I'm going to go ahead and start recruiting. He did, and that's where we're at today. So, you know, take it for what it's worth, guys. Oh, you, uh, this text says, OU fan is delusional. Yeah, every fan is delusional. What are you talking about just OU fan is delusional? We had a Texas fan in here. You should have heard that delusion that we were hearing, all right? Why are we rooting for – Why are we Delusion watching? is what makes college football so great and sports in general. If I wanted to live in reality, I would not be a sports I'm fan. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. I never live in reality. Absolutely not. I still think Tiger Woods is going to win every major he joins. He might. Yes, he's got a chance. I also, I also – I think it's important to address a national narrative and apparently a narrative on the text line that I'm seeing. Um, the talent isn't down. Uh, I know that's a that everybody thinks that you know every player worth of salt uh, left this past season, but we have the fourth most talented roster in the entire country, behind Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State. Seventy-one percent blue chip Travis, ratio. Travis. Teams barely Travis. used to get to seventy. Travis. Yeah. Why would Lincoln Riley disagree with you on that? Why would he come out and say that he never thought he had as talented at a a roster as the other. Oh no, did. no, I'm, yeah, and I, and I mean, yeah. And I mean unless Lincoln seriously. Riley's texting the, unless Lincoln Riley's texting the uh, show right now, which you know, I, might not. I don't recognize any. Uh, there's only been one California area code on here, I think, and they were asking asking you for some Brown O'Haver services. So uh, other than that, it's it's not just uh, it's not just Lincoln, but the talent is down. Uh, narrative is 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 not based in fact. I'll put it that way. It, we are the fourth most no. talented roster. In the entire country, so I think I think out of all the dumb things that he said this off season, or you know, been quoted as saying in a piece, whatever, that's the one that's going to look the worst, man. And I, I and I'm shocked. I, actually, I'm not shocked because the people that cover the sport nationally aren't as smart as they should be. But he should have been just berated for that comment at the time. Absolutely. Bob Stoops didn't have any problem doing it. Barry Switzer didn't have a problem doing it. Bud Wilkinson. There's three other coaches, three other coaches in program history that didn't have a problem doing it. I understand college football has changed dramatically since Bud was doing it. But when three other guys were able to win at the highest level, like, come on, man, it's a you problem. If, if Britt Venables does it, which I think he's going to, then that's the receipt that everyone needs to keep. Well, and he, he sure took responsibility when he had a good recruiting class. He was sure up there touting how good he was at recruiting, how good his staff was at recruiting. And so then clearly if he's not, if he doesn't have in his mind a talented team or a well-developed team, it's because him and his staff didn't develop the team like they should have based on the recruiting numbers. Yeah. The whole thing was a joke. And I, because I just found that stat, you've said that stat a couple times, Travis. I find it compelling and interesting and I think it justifies why we're a little bit delusional, why we think OU is going to be as good as they are, because we kind of realize we still got dudes. And if we get coaches that can put these dudes in the right position and give them a reason to play, we're going to be pretty successful. Yeah. Final segment of the Friday Rush is next. Keep it locked on the ref. All right, final segment, wrapping it up on this Friday, the Friday Rush. Tyler McComas, John Woodson, Travis Davidson. So Zane and Tulsa – Met Zane once. I met Zane at Trey's Bar and Grill, actually. That's kind of a full circle thing. Um, he And he has a T-shirt idea for us. Let me run it by both of you guys and see if you like it. 
Zane in Tulsa says, uh, I have a T-shirt idea for the station. Why don't you guys make some Lincoln Sucks T-shirts so we can all wear them to the Nebraska game? You like it, love wow. it, or hate it? Dual meaning there. You know what? I freaking love it. Let's go. Why not? Let's let the hate yeah, ver- continue. Versatility. I, I, I do not care that we are considered the mo- one of the most petty fan bases in college football. In fact, if we're going to be known for something, let's do it. All the way. Let's take it all the way. Yeah, and I'm not – look, I, I don't want to roll up there like LSU fans to Lincoln, but I'm not – I don't want to, like, bend down and kiss the ring in Nebraska fans like, oh, I hope you guys get back soon. We still, we feel sorry for you. Forget you guys. I Whatever. Think, I think they'd get it. They're an educated fan base. Everybody they, talks about them. They're yeah. an educated fan base. I think they'd get it. I think they'd appreciate it. I'm yeah. All right with it. They, they, they would get it, Travis, 100%. At least I think. Oh, absolutely! Absolutely, they would. They're they're an educated fan base. It, it has to take, you know, the the loyalty and education uh, of their fan base. I don't think has ever been in question. Uh, but I love the versatility of the shirt. You know, that's a year round wear that you can that you can you know target the Nebraska fan base with, and then later still wear it out. That's that's what's always tough about like like bowl game shirts or single event type shirts. Always tough, but not that one. That one's good for yeah. that one's good for years. Appreciate Ash Cigar Bar for having Travis out. Um, you get the final say here, John, on Brown O'Haver. Brown O'Haver's official line is Lincoln does suck. <laughs> so y'all have a great weekend and call Brown O'Haver 405-735-5510. And you, and you don't have to pay for that either. You don't have to pay for that either. All right, that'll do it for us. We'll talk to you on Monday. This is the Friday Rush, live on the ref.